What's up everybody, this is Nikkei Roach, and it's a little bit of chatter in the background, and one of the reasons in the background is because I'm at one of my favorite coffee spots um, here in my city, Winston-Salem, which is called the West End Coffee <laughs> Coffee Shop. And to be perfectly honest, I don't even really know the name, I just know that the, the proprietors, um, husband and wife team, are just so nice, uh, they're amazing, and their little shop on the corner is a really is a haven for artistic types thinkers and philosophers but also business folks and I, I like to come in here because one of the things that I've noticed that I don't see in their stop in their spot which is not very popular is they don't blast any news they don't put newspapers that are negative around they tend to stay pretty bubbly pretty um pretty calm even though it's loud in the background it's because there's a whole slew of people but then i I realized that we have within us as massage therapists the capability of two two masters and i realized this master it sneaks in and it's been put in our minds and we have another master that we were born with but we don't necessarily attend to this master. And the, 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 the two masters I'm talking about, one is, we'll, we'll say one is a villain and one is a hero. And there's a parable, a Navajo story that says something to do with, you know, there are two wolves. And in the two wolves, one is full of scarcity, one is full of hate, one is full of jealousy, one is full of danger and always looking at the world as someone who's going to get them. It is almost like the victim mentality. Someone is out there to get you, to take advantage of you. They're looking to abscond you somewhere and put you in a white panel van. Okay, I added that, that last part. The other person is full of love, compassion, understanding, patience, allowing people to grow in their own, even if they make mistakes, but seeing the world in a positive light. And even even though this wolf is aware of the dangers, does not let the dangers dictate how they're going to live. And the Navajo parable goes a little further, and it's actually told by a grandmother. And the grandmother tells her grandson this story, and the ending goes, which wolf wins? Is it the villain or the hero? And the grandmother simply answers, the one you feed. And it's sort of like that when you think about your day and you, you go into your session or before your sessions or even when you're growing your business, if you think the medical community is after you and they're, they're bound to try to attack you with all kinds of lawsuits and take your profession for granted, if that's what you believe, then that's a wolf you're feeding. If you believe that the medical community that you work with or you search out for those medical authorities who want to work with you, who refer to you and refer to them and you have no problem actually becoming their patient or vice versa, then that is a wolf that will grow because you're feeding that. Because you believe it, it will happen. What you believe in your mind as a therapist, it will happen. If you believe that there's terrorists about to attack us, then terrorists will attack us and you will gel towards it. If you believe that there is racism, pervasive racism, then that's what you will attract to. And I put this into perspective in, in, in a weird sort of a way. Now, very few people will argue that in 1952, that pervasive, intentional, institutional, legal 
racism was pervasive all over the country. It doesn't matter if you're in California or you're in North Carolina. It was racism. There was segregation and everything that was enforced. Schools were segregated, all that stuff. But if you look at the year we live in now, yes, there are people out there who are jackasses. Yes, there are people who, for some weird reason, look at you differently. There are some people, but they're ironically an exception to the rule. Yet, there are people who still believe that's the way it is. And I'm like, what wolf are you feeding? And I looked at this and I was saying, hold on, we as massage therapists take on a lot of roles in whatever our patients or clients tell us. We sometimes believe that's reality. And it's because we're feeding a wolf that is already in us that tells us that we can never be successful, that we don't need to be rich, that we need to always take a mediocre abdomen, that we can only make $75,000. Let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you something really funny. I did the numbers, and I looked at the statistics of labor. And one of the interesting things about that is that even if you made $70,000 or $80,000 or $90,000 as a massage therapist in this day and age, that's not enough money to have a quality of life right now. And the reason is because things are a lot more expensive than they used to be. And you might think, oh, well, I make $90,000. I'm a massage therapist. I'm successful. And that would be the high range, you would think. But consider how much as an individual therapist that you had to do to generate $90,000. You had to do a lot of back time for that. Okay? Now, contrast that with a massage therapy business who actually has multiple therapists who the business is the central focus, not the therapist, and that you hire a number of people, and now you only work 20 hours a week, and that's by your choice, but you employ a whole group of people, and now you're making 100, 200, 300, half a million dollars that you're taking home as a massage therapy or health and wellness business owner, and you didn't have to work 20 hours, you didn't have to work 60 hours, excuse me or 70 hours or 80 hours. But if you start paying attention to the news and you start believing what's coming out of some of the leaders out of your state capital or your or your federal capital, if you start believing that the world is trying to take us over, then yes, that will become your reality and you will feed that wolf. But if you intentionally not feed that wolf and feed the wolf of abundance that you share that you give, then you'll find that abundance will attract you. I didn't make this crap up. It is how things work. People have abundance. People believe that they have abundance, tend to share. People who have scarcity and believe there's scarcity in the world tend to be selfish. So my message today is, one, don't read the news. Stay away from the news. Don't stroll through Facebook because that's a dangerous place. Now, it's great to market on Facebook. But if you if you scroll Facebook, if you just kind of keep looking through Facebook, you will find negative news. Same for Instagram. Well, Instagram is a little less than that. But Facebook definitely is a, is a, negative, is a haven for negative energy. If you read the headlines of most of your magazines, or not your magazines, but your newspapers, or even crazy enough to watch your news programming um, and your local news, you'll find that, and this is not... This is not mine. You'll find that over 80% of the news before the commercial, 80%, a clear 80% of that news is negative. Now, how do you think you're going to feel bombarded with that kind of negative news? 
you're going to think that, hell, your neighbor is after to get you. Your teacher is out to get you. Your politicians are out to get you. That kind of bombardment in your head, that messaging over and over and over will build a wolf of scarcity. And you will start to believe that. But if you avoid that, read books that encourage you, be around people who are electric, with excitement, with abundance, take training from people who have that methodology and that, that mentality, that you'll find that you will grow beyond your wildest expectation. You will make more money so easy, so effortlessly, that people will think you're, you're running a drug operation. But you're not. You're, you're making a lot of money to help a lot of people, including the people who reside in your own address. So think about that next time. This is Nikkei Roach reminding you, stay positive. Surround yourself with a positive bubble. And when that negative person comes on your train, who comes to your life, who decides to start bringing up that fear and that agitation and anxiety, like a train conductor, you kindly and gently let them off at the next station. If you need more, go on over to NikkeiRoach.com. See you next time. Bye for now. What's up, everybody? This is Nikkei Roach. How you doing? Welcome back to Massage Marketing all over again. It is now the summertime, amazing time of year because we as massage therapists get super, super slow in some environments. And we get super slow for a unique reason. And it's kind of funny because right now, you know, we often as massage therapists get, get, um, we have some slowdowns because, and, and, and this is our bread and butter oftentimes are, and I'm, I'm going to sound gender and I might even sound sexist, but the numbers are the numbers are the numbers. Our industry is oftentimes our customers are mothers. It is what it is. I, I did the numbers and a lot of times it's mothers. Yes, it's women. It's, it's more women. But specifically, those of you know that if you have a clientele and it's mothers, especially during the summer months, it gets it starts to get slow down. And, and, and that's because, you know, things get kind of, you know, people start taking their vacation and whatnot. And it's it's kind of easy um, for us to kind of take our vacations at the time. And I'm saying, hey, take a vacation. I'm, I'm a big advocate of vacation. Matter of fact, I'm about to go on another one. But here is something that you want to forever remember. Forever remember this. In your business, the golden rule has always been he or she who can spend more money will win the battle. If you do not spend money on advertising, and I'm not talking about just for your one practice. Now, you probably can can go with word of mouth advertisement and that will always be successful. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, word of mouth advertising is going to forever, you know, help your practice. But what happens when you bring on another partner? You know, you might be great, but you will never really know what that other therapist does when they get into the treatment area, in a treatment space. Okay, 
So it, it's 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 hard to go word of mouth advertisement only when it's more than one practitioner, or maybe you're in a in a, in a full holistic wellness center where you have other than massage therapists like chiropractors or maybe uh, exercise professionals in your practice or chiropractors or acupunctures or whatever you know energy um, workers and stuff like that people work with energy fields and healing folks through energy works you know so when you it's hard to do that with word of mouth advertising because it's more than you okay so Getting into the habit of forever, ever advertising, even when you're super, super busy, continue to advertise. It's better to turn away business than to be struggling to find business. You know, if you're busier, the busier you are, if it's hard to get into your practice and everything like that, that is a good thing. Okay, that is a good thing. And I know, and this is probably going to hurt a couple of folks, and even when I heard it the first time, it really did hurt me, but the, the, the oddity of things is that, you know what? It doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter what the weather is saying. It doesn't matter what, um, you know, it doesn't matter if a road gets stuck or there's construction traffic or there's anything. It doesn't matter. And we often think, oh, it's because it's a rainy day or maybe because it's summer or maybe because the president, you know, changed the economy. It doesn't really matter. You ultimately, as the business owner, is responsible. You are responsible for every dollar that comes in or does not come into your business. OK, consider that. All right. Don't get all bent out of shape and thinking and getting sidetracked by the fact that, hey, this kind of business or um, one of the particulars are what do you. Uh, hold on, let me turn because I'm driving. <laughs> what what do you bring to the table? OK, that's why it's important to advertise is because you can't control how many clients come into your building. How? You advertise more. You get out there. You're marketing. You're constantly out there. You're doing charitable events, if that will. You're giving away some of your services. You know, not all of them, of course. You're giving away your time. Maybe not your services, but giving away your time or your money. Or you're out there working with reputable marketing agencies to help your business grow, okay? Don't get so bent out of shape when you start believing, hint, hint, believing that it's somebody else's fault. Ultimately, it's your fault always. And that's something I learned from a very successful businessman who said, quote unquote, if you're not making money in your business, it's your own damn fault. So take responsibility, correct and adjust and rock and roll. I'll see you next time and I'll talk to you. If you need more information, crack on over to NikkeiRoach.com. See you next time. Bye for now. What's up, everybody? This is Nikkei Roach, and welcome to Massage Marketing Secrets. I am, it's a, actually today it's pretty foggy out here. Um, I don't know, <laughs> it's just early in the morning. I'm actually on my way over to Statesville, which is a town um, just uh, west of us. I'm heading that way 
and it's a veteran's uh, coffee. And being a veteran myself, um, I, I typically, you know, in the past, I'll be honest, I never went to any of these because I just, in my mind, you know, veteran's coffee was just a bunch of old geezers sitting around telling about war stories. And, you know, and it wasn't until I went down to um, a racing car company's uh, event a couple of weeks back that I really saw the real meaning of this. This is not just, a, this is not even, um, you know, a bunch of old guys from World War II, War, uh, Vietnam, Korea, uh, Persian Gulf, and even Afghanistan and the more recent combat events and everything like that. It, it's not that, it's, if anything, it's a more like a support group and a place for you to just sit around and, and talk. As a matter of fact, they have some rules. And I was really surprised because in the military, this is almost always what you're talking about. But in this group, they're not, you're not allowed to bring up any religious subjects because, to be honest, um, a lot of people feel weird about that. Now, if you want to pray with somebody, you're, you're perfectly open to do that. But, if, you know, it's sort of an open space. People sometimes got issues with God. And, you know, going through combat, I can understand it. it you, you know, in combat, you're going to do one or two things. <laughs> you're either going to be closer to God or you're going to be like, tell God to kiss my behind. And the other one is no politics. And I think that's important because politics, I, I find it really humorous. And somebody said this before, and they said, people will switch their um, religion faster than they will switch their political affiliations. And it's so humorous as I've seen people switch denominations and even religions who are my friends, but they do not switch their political parties, which is interesting. It's people are more loyal to political parties than they are to the particular faith. So that's beside the point. The, re, the, the people to put it together is hospice. And um, they're, they're, they've changed their name to Trellis. And if you know anything about hospice, basically for, for, for many, many years, they were the people you go to when you have a dearly um, beloved, if you will, who was, you know, kind of moving towards the end of their life cycle. And that, that kind of scared most people because if somebody said, I'm going to hospice, typically, and I know it sounds weird, the mindset was, you're going to hospice to die. And hospice was doing a lot more than that, but they had a, they had that stigma. Hospice means if your family was, you know, had cancer or, you know, they had dementia and they were really, hospice was helping them to to easily move, you know, in transition to death. And so, but they did so much more for people who were living. They're a supportive care. They have a number of outreach programs that have nothing, if anything, to do with death. It's kind of weird. And yes, they still do that. But the large majority of what they do has nothing to do with, with death. And so they actually are the ones who put on these veterans, um, these veteran coffees. And I, I, I went to, as I said, I went to a couple of them in the past, and I started learning as massage therapists why it's important for you to, to find collaborators or partners that serve the same market as you do. Now, I mean collaborator. A collaborator is different than a competitor. A competitor means that you're out there, you know, competing against them for the same exact dollars. That means that you serve the same with the same service. A competitor would be McDonald's versus Burger King, okay? Or a KFC versus a Popeye's or Bojangles in my area. 
or, or uh, you know, something like that. That that would be, you know, a competitor, a Burger Joint versus a, a collaborator would be something like a Burger King and a Coca-Cola. Meaning, yes, everything goes down the same hole, if you will, but you're a collaborator. You're working together to serve the same market. And it's something that we don't oftentimes think about because we're oftentimes competing against Western medicine and we kind of make Western medicine out to be the enemy. And it's and, it, and I think that's that's actually wrong. If you find that you can be a collaborator, meaning how can you help the patient or the client or the customer get more having you along as opposed to trying to fight for market dollars or health dollars and everything like that. And so I started just kind of going to these events and started to learn that a lot of veterans are in pain, okay? And a lot of veterans, you know, they've already gone to the hospital. They've already gone through that and they're already plugged into the hospital. All we are offering is a way to relieve some of the pain in addition to what they're already serving. We're, we're, an, we're sort of an adjunct. We're added on to it. And I love it because they're so open to what we offer. And then, yes, this is out of pocket, so it's not a big stressor. But the issue, the biggest issue is that you have service to bring to the market that could potentially help that patient or that client or or anything to feel better. And I decided to become a collaborator with Trellis because they already serve an industry that we already serve. You get it? There's an industry that we already serve, okay? So find a collaborator in your community. Maybe it's a hospice or or something like that. Or maybe it's a Goodwill or something like that. Maybe it's a United Way. There are larger organizations that you can partner with. Now, here's the important part about it. The important part about it is when you go in to look for these collaborators, come with a heart to serve. If you're out there looking for just new clients and you want to grab, no. They will feel you. They will fit. They will think you're a wolf, you know, looking for new clients. No, you have to come in there with the offer to serve. How can you help that organization or that potential partner to do their mission better? How can you serve? Can you get in and sponsor some of their events? That's one of the easiest ways to get in is sponsor something. You know, in other words, if you're working with a veterans group, sponsor a coffee, a regular coffee. Oftentimes you'll find veterans groups right in your local area. All you got to do is contact this veteran service organizations, which are in your in your in your area, AMVET, American Veterans, or Veterans of Foreign War. You know those organizations, or Trellis, or a hospice, or something like that. Who already, in our case, who already work with veterans anyway. So we target a lot of veterans, and being a combat veteran myself, I tend to kind of get speak the same language and understand a lot of their pain and a lot of their frustration. A lot of frustration is dealing with the government and some of these organizations like the VA. So having dealt with the VA, I sort of understand their frustration and I can kind of offer services besides healthcare that will assist them because it's something I already figured out myself. 
So kind of consider that whenever you're marketing out there, whenever you're looking for potential markets, don't don't always go into the part where it's the obvious choice, okay? Go into areas where you can be a collaborator and you can serve. Now, here's another example that you might even con- consider, and this is taking it a little bit more. What if you could create a funnel or a website with all the different events that's going on in your area related to a population that you serve? Okay, does that make sense? Like in our case, we're in a process of developing a funnel that is gonna pull together because one of the biggest problems I've seen with even the thing that I'm doing is, and Trellis does an amazing job, is that they don't, and it's not part of their mission, so that's why they don't do it. So that's not bad about them, it's just, it's not part of their mission, is there are all these other veterans organizations that are floating around but there's very few ways for them to all kind of come into a central clearinghouse because all these other organizations are not government agencies. They're nonprofits, okay? So they don't always talk to each other. They might be having an event for veterans here or they might be having a free, you know, this over here or maybe they're having this. I mean, there are all kinds of events around, but it's kind of hard. And if you've done a combat, you, 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 you know, a lot of this stuff can be overwhelming, you know, this, some of this stuff is like, oh my God. I mean, a lot of these folks are dealing with some PTSD, anxiety, depression. You want to make it as simple as possible. And that's one of the things that the VA has done, you know, transitioned away from complexity to simplicity is that they, they did not know it, but they were in it. You know, I guess they were adding to the pain of veterans by making it so dang complex for you to get things done. And they've kind of been working really, really hard to transition into more simple, um, quick, uh, resolutions and stuff like that. So just kind of consider as you serve, go in with the heart to serve. And we as massage therapists, we're, we're, we're here to serve as well. I mean, we know that. We, we don't get into our profession oftentimes because we want to be uber billionaires, okay? That's really not usually our game. But we do have to consider how to serve in other capacities besides just, you know, using your hands, your physical hands. This is where you look, you know, for innovative ways to assist your collaborator in during their mission so it becomes simpler for them, easier for them, and you become a friend and a collaborator and not a competitor, making them feel all apprehensive about letting you see behind the scenes. So remember, get out there, serve, find a collaborator, and you'll find that your business will find another avenue to grow. I'll see you next time. If you need more, of course, go on over to NikkeiRoach.com. I have some free stuff and I have some paid stuff that you can grab, utilize, and deploy to grow your enterprise so that you can actually become a successful business owner, not just a successful health practitioner. Bye for now.